Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is Internet Marketing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 108 of Internet Marketing. Uh, I am Andy White. And, and I am with... Oh, yeah, I was going to say, you're not me. You're not Kelvin Newman. I'm no, no, Kelvin no, Newman. no, you're Kelvin Newman. Yeah, you're Andy White, I'm Kelvin Newman, and yeah, we're not the other way around. And it's brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. There you are, got that bit in, the important bit. Yes, yes, pay the bills, as it were. Right, and today's show, we are talking about probably the biggest news on the internet right now, which is the farmer update. Yeah, um, so you may well have heard, read, seen, um, felt um, the, the impact of... Um, what is being labelled as perhaps one of the biggest updates in Google um, ever. I think that's a big, big, big overstatement. And in fact, actually, I think some of the rollouts last year, stuff like Instant and Vince, um, were probably more significant. But um, a lot of people are talking about what's become known by two names. Um, people externally are calling it um, the Farmer update, the Google Farmer update. Um, and that name is given to it by Danny Sullivan of Search Engine Land. Um, but actually, apparently, the internal name, so it's starting to become known as the Google Panda update, um, because one of the engineers known on it, they call the Panda. Um, so known by both names, Google Panda, Google Farmer. Now, um, the short version of why this update has taken place and what the consequences of that is, that um, there's a type of website um, which have become known as content farms. Now, they are um, websites where they're producing quite a lot of um, content very, very regularly um, and bunging it out there quite often of perhaps not the highest quality. Now, um, they're known as content farms, but perhaps a better term for them is actually content factories. Now, um, there's a few of these. You're probably The one you're probably most familiar with is eHow, um, and there's Demand Media and About com have done it for a long time mm. as well and Mahalo um, Jason Calacanis is one now they work on a very simple but actually very clever business model so their business model is this let's get as many keywords any, as many long tail um, long keywords as we possibly can and then we make a simple judgement about them so we go okay well how how many people are searching for this phrase so that's their first sum they kind of estimate what the number of people searching for that phrase is they then say okay well we can assume that we turn that into a a number of people visiting our site if we rank number one for it they then go okay well assuming that number of people who visit the site how many of them would click on an advert so they know their click-through rate so they then know how many people would click on an advert if they get on that page and then they can then work out from google what the cost per click would be 
so they would they know very quickly what money they can make from this page so they know how many people are searching for it they know how many people would visit their site for it they know how many people would click an advert for it and they know from google how much people would pay for that click and that gives them a number and if that number is more than say five dollars which is the amount that they will pay someone for that article they'll write it if it's less than five dollars they won't write it so the logic is that they kind of have a resource of people who are prepared to write articles for relatively tiny amounts of money um and as long as they make more money out of them than that they're happy they've done well now okay and the problem from google's perspective is is that the people writing this content are only doing it to make the money like very transaction you know it's very much a transaction driven they're not really putting any research into it a lot of these articles are you know just about enough words to squeeze over the word limit that they've got to do and generally just of a really poor quality so they're basically riding the system then calvin yeah yeah they've they've worked out how the system works and they've gone for the perfect balance of tales of terms that are really low traffic but just about enough traffic and so such low competition that they feel that they're able to to rank there with very little effort now um the problem is that these websites are generally seen as absolutely terrible and you know I now, it's got to the stage where if I see some of these websites in the search results, I just don't click on them, nor does anyone else. And I think part of the reason Google have been working on this for a long time and they've been trying to remove them, but have had a challenge that if they remove the, they try and do everything algorithmically. So they look for what is the symbols of a content farm. Mm. And the problem they've always had is if they, you know, turned on a filter that turned off content farms, it would have collateral damage, i.e. it would damage proper websites that, that shouldn't be um, you know, losing traffic because they are of a good quality. And eventually they found a, a, a combination of factors that have allowed them to do this, as it were. So they couldn't just do it by, by straightforward blacklisting of too well, many of these sites? Well, I, I, in this case, they probably could. It's like, literally, it's probably like, I don't know, 40 websites that are really you know, an issue or of a concern for them. Mm. Um, but Google being Google want to try and solve every problem using a, you know an algorithm because that's the way that they're set up so um you know this is good in some ways because it means that because there's an algorithm at work we can understand what the signals are and if we've been affected we can you know take corrective action to do that so google never explicitly state what causes um the problems um so if you've lost a load of traffic over the last couple of weeks um there's some things that i would definitely say that are worth doing that would probably help you and this has come from google's you know straight from the horse's mouth so they've said try and avoid content that might be unoriginal and they mean unoriginal in terms of duplication but unoriginal in terms of quality of the content as well if it's just a rewritten wikipedia article um, that's not considered good quality content in in google's eyes right and they've also said tone down the monetization you know so don't try and make the only purpose of your page if so if the purpose of a page is to get someone to click an advert i.e. you've plastered all above the fold loads of AdSense adverts and actually your terrible 500-word article is buried below the fold and absolutely useless. That's, again, going to be one of those things that might be causing you a problem. The irony, of course, here is that many of these websites that um, fall under the content farm banner are exactly the websites um, that um, Google have advised them how to monetize the site using AdSense. So like one side of Google said, do this, do this, do this. And then the other side said, hey, don't do that. Um, So that's another thing to bear in mind. So when you're putting together your website, um, try not to be too aggressive on the monetization because it might help you win in the short term because you get more clicks. But in the long term, you're actually going to miss out because if you get banned by Google or penalized or 
lose the ability to rank that's you know going to be a problem as well and generally just kind of make sure that you're sending the right signals to google that your sh- your content so this is a, a perfect way of um, google being able to tell whether you're a content farm or not is if you look at um good websites people share that content the content on content farms people don't share because it's rubbish so that's a good indicator as well. So Google are going to be looking at signals like that to ascertain if you're a good website or not. And of course, you want to be doing it anyway because it's going to be sending more traffic to your site. Come on, I've got to, so presumably these these guidelines that you've just started to tell us are the official guidelines from Google, correct? They they have at, at a recent event kind of illustrated, you know, explained what the they're not like formal guidelines as yet. Mm. But essentially, essentially, no, nothing that they're saying here is new. Yeah, nothing so, is new. It's just they they've been a bit more. They've you know they've um, sort of had a crackdown, you know, yeah. if you want to use a kind of police style. Um, so, so uh, a Hawaii five O now. Yeah. So uh, are, are these guidelines giving us any idea of what the actual algorithms are? Um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's the same as, as ever really that producing good quality content is what, what matters. It's just the, the judge, the barometer of what is good quality content has changed. The parameters have changed. Mm. So what in the past might have, you know, passed as, reasonable quality content is now considered bad quality content okay so it's just kind of an upping of the barrier there but i think for most people listening this won't it's actually this is why i think it's been a bit overstated unless you run a content farm this should be good news because if you if you run a a good blog um that was previously struggling to rank behind an ehow or a you know mahalo or a sweet 101 um this is good news because they've dropped down the rankings you should pop up the way that it does have an implication um, is the fact that many of these sites that have been penalised, that have been labelled as content farms, um, are exactly the types of websites that you may be syndicating your content on to get links via article marketing. And there's no evidence yet to definitely suggest that these websites now no longer have the value that they did before. But the way I always try and judge the value of a link to your site is how likely is that page that that link is contained on to rank in its own right. So I would rather have, you know, when we talk about authority trusted websites, Mm. we're talking about websites that rank in their own right. You know, the BBC ranks, it's a good website. Um, So whereas if in the past you were relying on sites like Easy and Articles and Suite 101 to get your links and they were the only source of links you had and they've now lost all their rankings... Is it that much of a leap to assume that they've lost their ability to pass link equity to you? Um, because if they're now seen as Google as less trusted, surely their links to you are less valuable now as well. So, mm, I mean, okay. we we've always we always talk about Andy, don't we? Like never putting all your eggs in one basket for an internet marketing technique. Um, but I think too many people have article syndication, and where you write an article, you put it on a site like Easy Articles, and that has a link back to yours. It's always been a very kind of predictable, sensible approach to include in your mix. Because you know, if you spend half an hour writing an article, 10 minutes submitting it, you're getting a link out of it. That's very reliable, very repeatable. You might be able to, um, you know, do X amount over a month and know that you're going to get Y amount of links. That's really, you know, really predictable. But the problem is too many people, I think, have been relying on that as their only means of building links to their website. Now, if those websites that you're getting those links from are now, you know, not passing any value, you've got a bit of a problem on your hands there. So is, is this the death of article marketing? No, I think it is. I, article marketing is a technique I think still has plenty of legs, but there are some things that I think have died in this process. You hear, we don't talk about this, but if you listen to some other podcasts out there about SEO or read some other websites, they'll talk about the concept of article spinning. 
where you take a, a an article you've written, publish it the once. I'd suggest doing that. Then what they do is they spin that article by changing the words in it. So a typical, very, very basic spinning would be you put each word in that article and um, you then run it for a thesaurus. And then you get right. every word that that's replaced and that comes out of a new version of the, the page that perhaps is a little bit, you know, not the best written in the world, but essentially does make sense. Um, and you get basic types of article spinning and you get less basic types of article spinning. Some of them are actually quite clever, but um, really that's just producing rubbish content. And then people would syndicate that far and wide. I think that if you did do spinning of articles, I wouldn't recommend doing it anymore. Because it's just... It's not going to work anymore. And I think generally article marketing perhaps isn't dead. I, d- I definitely don't think it's dead. We're still going to be carrying on doing it for our clients, but it's all about manual submission to quality websites that perhaps aren't just article sites. Mm. It's more kind of article syndication. Well, who's the most trusted? You know, Who are the websites that cover just your area of business that write just about your area? Can you write articles for them and syndicate them on there rather than doing it via some kind of bulk article submitter but what about sites like squidoo are they going to be affected do you think um squidoo um it's interesting some people have said squidoo have lost a load of traffic some people have said they haven't it's kind of one that's you know a little bit it might have been safe it might not have been they do have a higher level of editorial integrity than a lot of article sites so that Mm. helps them um but you know it is one of those ones where i would say perhaps if you were spending all your time writing articles on squidoo i would be it's it's like a kind of financial portfolio yes. um, link building. Yes. You need to have, hedge your bets. Yeah, hedge your bets and have lots of different opportunities. Some of them, some of the high quality stuff will be high investment, high risk, but high payoff. And some of the kind of article syndication, directory submission stuff is that kind of, you know, the bonds. So it's those ones that are kind of very predictable, perhaps aren't the greatest returns, but you know. and But you wouldn't say to someone, put all of your money on the most risky shares or put all of your money in the safest shares. You kind of want to have a bit of a, a mixture there but there's some you know some simple rules really basically if any kind of marketing that you're doing is in some way very automated um i i think the best marketing is manual it's to do with people to do with relationships not to do with tools or you know switch a button and get a result out of it so that's the kind mm. of short version really do we have anything further to say on this topic mr kelvin Newman? um i think i think it's just you know be aware that you know, the rules in Google are constantly changing. There's going to be shakeups. There's going to be changes. There's going to be big announcements. There's going to be little announcements that no one notices. But fundamentally, what Google are trying to do is be like a person who has seen every single page of the internet and has made a value judgment about which page is the best. Um, the best way of ensuring that you rank is by building the best page. So if you have a keyword you're targeting... You want to rank well on that. There's lots of things you can do. And there's lots of things we've suggested in previous episodes. But fundamentally, what you want to do is make the best page on the internet about that that phrase. And then you can't go too far wrong with that approach. Okay, fantastic. Well, that's it for this show. We just wanted to, to uh, talk about this this Farmer Panda update. So thank you very much, Mr. Kelvin Newman. Thank you very much. And hopefully that's been useful for people who are either been affected by this update or concerned that they might be um, affected by some of the fallout of it. And it's goodbye from me, Andy White, and we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. Goodbye. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org, where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments, and questions from you if you want to send an email. 
send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's o one two seven three two five six one five zero. And you can leave a voice comment or question, and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.